You are listening to CJSW 90.9 FM, broadcasting out of Calgary, Alberta, at the University of Calgary campus radio station located on Treaty 7 land. I would like to take this opportunity to acknowledge the traditional territories of the people of the Treaty 7 region in southern Alberta. The city of Calgary is also home to Métis Nation of Alberta, District 5 and 6. Disclaimer! The following program features language not suitable for all audiences, and the expressed opinions found within this program are a reflection of those who feature on the pop culture effect podcast welcome to the pop culture effect i'm rock and rob and on this show i bring my closest friends together to talk about all of the news happening in our pop culture world around us welcome to gemini as this is yet another opportunity i get to uh, kidnap one of you so uh, welcome to as i said to blaze welcome to the editor's dimension where time isn't real and reality is a lie and you guys have just kind of trapped me here for eternity. Where, where's the door? Uh, see, that's the thing. I, I, I took out the door and made it a portal that only I could open, but that Blaze doesn't know. He still thinks he has the, the keys to the door, because on the other side it's a door, but on my side it's like a portal that only I can open, so, yeah. You better hope they don't find out about that. <laughs> They don't, they, don't need to worry, they don't need to know about it. It, it, it. It's a portal that looks like a door, so... It's, a dordle? It's a do- <laughs> uh, dordle. I actually love that. That's funny. Anyways, it's so, a dordle. As you can see, this is the second episode where I am here alone with one person because I am lonely and this editor's dimension can only fit two people, I guess, so far. But yeah, everyone else was a bitch. Everyone else was a little snivelly little sick boy. Or working. Well, that too. But I should say, like... All, all of our friends, please feel better. Every, everyone's a little... Every, everyone needs a little bit of rest once in a while, but still. Yeah, guys. Yeah, fuck subset. That, guy, that guy's just hung over. He's a little bitch. A little duty head. But anyways... Maybe he should know how to handle his tequila better. <laughs> exactly. I say as I'm a lightweight, but that's besides... I am also a lightweight, but you know, I see it as an advantage, because that just means I don't have to drink as much to get drunk, so... Exactly. Yeah. Anyways, to get into the meat of today, it's going to be kind of a short one just because of the fact we're the only two people here. But yeah, I think this is just going to be a heavy media-related episode <laughs> because there's just a lot going on. And, oh right, this is going to be officially our 30th episode. So, woo! woo another 10 more episodes and then I'll switch over the music, which nobody, I think, has noticed since we've started the podcast. But you know what? It's fine. I, I like adding a little bit of new music every once in a while. I didn't notice that there was... Do you think I watch these on YouTube? I don't think any... Nobody watches these on YouTube. Gemini, like come on. A few people might, but like us, like in the act, like who do like. Oh, I know. I don't want to listen back to my voice. It's cringe. I get that. I don't want to listen. I can barely edit back through my audio, which is actually funny because I feel like I can edit through my audio faster than I can edit through like a regular recorded episode. But uh, but anyways, um, to start things off, obviously we have the fact that um, there's just this giant uh, media merger between Paramount and Warner Brothers Media which I think is terrifying for the animation industry and uh, Gemini I know with you being somebody who is entrenched in that kind of media I think you will also give a rat's ass about this because this could be really bad for animation studios as a whole in in the US. Do you want to give me I guess some light on the details as to why it could be bad because I didn't really look into it? Oh no worries I don't think anybody's really paid attention to this because we're, we're in a day now where everything is a merger, everything is becoming a monopoly, but to give kind of context to this, recently Warner Brothers had acquired 
uh, Cartoon Network, and mm -hmm. um, basically somebody, Valisky Bomb on YouTube, he, in so many words, said that he was able to get access to the Warner Brothers building, and, and uh, he was able to get a little bit of a tour, and the one thing he noticed is that all the animation studios were labeled as Warner Brothers, and not a single one was labeled as Cartoon Network, which means that Cartoon Network now is no longer an animation studio, it is just a label that they could slap on whatever IP they want to sell. So it's kind of like how what's happened to the gaming industry in a sense. Pretty much, yeah. It's not really about, oh, you guys want to make something? It's like, no, we're just going to take your logo, slap it on what we want. And the whole issue with this is with the Warner Brothers attempt to, it's basically a conversation between the CEOs to fashion out the possibility of a merger. But the problem with this is Paramount is the owner of Nickelodeon Animation Studios and thus the subsidiaries of uh, Avatar Studios and all the other popular Nickelodeon shows. Now, my mm -hmm. issue with this is obviously with Avatar and SpongeBob being so popular, they, uh, they they won't necessarily be hurt in this. They will probably be things that survive. But if the Cartoon Network merger is anything to go by, they if they don't want Cartoon Network as an animation studio, why would they also want to keep Nickelodeon alive as an animation studio? You know what I mean? I mean, it kind of makes sense as to the fear of that, but isn't it? I mean, Nickelodeon probably still has a bunch of shows that are still like thriving, correct? I, I mean, I was never a Nickelodeon kid. Yeah, the, the, so the I don't 100% majority... know what's still thriving. It's mostly just Avatar, SpongeBob, and I would say The Loud House, but I don't actually believe that that is a popular enough show to survive a merger like this. I thought that was a Cartoon Network show. No, because it was included in Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. Oh, okay. Well, I don't pay that's attention my, to that. That's, but... my, <laughs> that's my basis to know which characters are part of are part of what company but yeah the, the one really big issue that this could cause is as you know with all the layoffs and all the firings yeah the, like like from a very shallow point of view you could say oh my god now we're gonna see all these crossovers between Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon but the one point that you really need to realize and I'm definitely taking this from the Voliski bum video but how are we going to enjoy these crossovers if nobody is hired on the animation studios to actually work on these projects because they could just lay off everybody honestly from what i theorize could happen if it goes into that route of laying people off honestly what they might do is yeah probably lay off a lot of like the senior members who have probably been there for a long time who have pretty much been working on these shows as you know not only jobs but you know they've been on they've worked on these shows for how long now it's probably like almost you know like it's what they do you know they know it in and out and everything and they might try to bring in fresh meat and the fresh meat will probably you know it's a downward spiral that you see with a lot of things where big changes are coming you know corporate thinks of these big changes that will do well and a lot of times it's the exact opposite of the big changes doing well I mean I'm currently seeing that at my own job but that's besides the point <laughs> yeah it's kind of similar with my job as well like merger I don't know I, I feel like mergers on some level are good but on another level like my main problem with this merger is if they do dissolve like, they could totally keep Nickelodeon alive as an animation studio, but with their track record with Cartoon Network, I don't know if that's possible. And my biggest concern with this is the fact that with one less animation studio to pitch ideas to, that means creators who actually have really good ideas don't necessarily have a lot of options to pitch to when it comes to getting a TV deal. I mean, wasn't... I feel like <laughs> Menace would probably know, excuse me, a bit more on the history of Has-Been, but wasn't that originally meant to be pitched to, I believe... HBO? Wasn't that originally meant to be an HBO show? 
know? I don't 100% know, but I wouldn't put it past them to kind of outs- like outsource their project to as many different uh, studios well, yeah. as they could. Yeah, and that's not surprising. I mean, I am not in the animation field. I wanted to be a couple years ago, back when I was, you know, oh god, almost 10 years ago. Hey. But, um, I know, but <laughs> I know, but like, you know, back when I was looking at college after I graduated high school, that was my original thought process and career path was to become an animator. I'm glad I didn't because it's just, you know, college is expensive in America. Well, and also, and also the, yeah. the backbreaking work that these studios put oh, these people yeah. through. Yeah. I would have hated my life if I actually went in down like the animator path. Oh my God. You, you would have been but, really um, hyped about the projects you were working on, but you wouldn't oh, be yeah. alive to enjoy them because you'd be working yourself to death. Yeah. And like a lot of, and I guess something I didn't realize is a lot of times when people go down the career path of animator, most of them don't actually get to work on their own things. Oh yeah. A lot of them are animators for other people's ideas and that would have bugged the shit out of me because that's one of the reasons why I never, because I I went to, I pretty much went to school as well for graphic design and that's why I never went down that career path because I didn't like doing other people's work, like designing other people's ideas. I hate that. I like doing my own thing. I agree. It, It definitely takes out a level of creative intent when you're just being told, hey, do this. And you're just like, but, yeah. but I want to do that. No, do this. It's like, okay. Yeah. So like, where was I going with this? Right. Just that animation, oh. just that animation is just a terrible workplace. Yeah, it really is. You know, honestly, this was meant to round back to something and I've already forgotten. Holy shit. I really hope because there's a lot of fan outcry online to halt this merger before it even gets started. Honestly, from what I can hear internally, like a lot of the people working at uh, Paramount want to stop this merger from happening because they see the writing on the walls. They see that their mm-hmm. jobs are very, very replaceable or oh, removable. Yeah. I remember now. Yeah, it was about has-been because, yeah, it makes sense where as an independent animator trying to get your show up and running, it makes sense you would pitch your idea to a lot of different yeah. animation studios and people. Net. Yeah, and if I recall, and like I said, Menace would probably know the information a bit more than I do because he is really excited for this show when it drops, um, so he probably has followed it better than I have because I don't really care. I want to say originally it was announced to feature on, I want to say HBO Max or something. I don't think it was necessarily meant to be on their streaming platform because I think this was before their streaming platform became popular, but I think like their like actual TV slots that they had, if I recall correctly, I could be wrong. I could just look it up, but I don't feel like it. Uh, from from what I can tell, it's mostly just speculation about has been held tell going to HBO Max. Like I said, yeah, I think, but this was a long time ago. I think it was even before, like, it, I think this was still when it was like the only like information we had, I think like when the um, pilot was first dropped. So this was a long time ago. But it, like I said, I think this was before Max's streaming software, like streaming service either was a thing or before it kicked off. Yeah. But now it's premiering on Prime Video, Amazon's streaming service, which I know a lot of people have their, you know, their doubts and like their hatred for all these like thousand and one different streaming services. I also am kind of irritated that, you know, there's like a thousand and one and you have to pay $10,000 for each one just to watch specific things. It is annoying. However, I will admit it does make it a bit easier to get your show up and running, but you do also, it is correct that with the merger, then yet your wide net suddenly does get smaller. It goes from a big old, like, you know, those big old fishing barge nets to a little butterfly net. Especially if these animation studios keep getting dissolved, because then there is no pond to cast your net to. You just have one overlord to look to and be like, can I please have some more projects? And they're just like, can 
No, Timmy, no. Yeah, please, sir, can you also air my show, too? And they're like, no. Can we just have some air conditioning in our offices? No. Sweat. It's like, Jesus Honestly. Christ. Honestly. <laughs> but, but maybe we're also being a little pessimistic, and maybe they do have good plans that will expand it and make things better. We don't know. Um, you know, we I aren't there. So. <laughs> yeah, like, that's what we hope, but because of everything that has happened, you're, you're kind of, like, preparing for the worst. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm sure either it'll work out or the CEOs will realize how... Because the thing, the, the other aspect about this that I find really interesting is Warner Brothers is already dealing with a massive amount of debt. And if they go through with this merger, it's just going to add more debt on top of the debt. So it's like, guys, this is a really bad... The only, the literal only people that benefit from this are the very top brass of the company that are going to actually reap the benefits of this. And even then, if they're already in a lot of debt, they'll probably barely benefit from it as well. Exactly. It's a situation and a choice that just doesn't make sense, but they're probably going to do it anyways because everybody loves a monopoly. Yeah, I could make a joke on how that's the American government system, but I'm not going to. Well, well you also got to think the world made a game called Monopoly and its single use is to break apart friendships and families. Yeah, there's a reason why none of us have played Monopoly together. Yeah, we just played Game of Life like once and never again. You know, I love that game. We need to play it more. I mean, that's fair, but also it's a grim reminder of the slow approach of time and the inevitability of death, but that's just me. Okay, we'll play it, we, we'll play it without you then. <laughs> yeah, I'll already be dead. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think that this merger is a really bad idea, but we'll, we'll see what happens. As always, we have to go in with one foot out the door just, just to make sure we're in the clear, but I hope all the animators don't get fired. I hope they're actually able to retain their positions and retain the projects they're working on and all that jazz. It's just so disheartening some days. Oh yeah, it, it is. If Menace were here, he'd be the one probably uh, frontlining this whole talking point because of the fact that there's drama. Well, not even that, it's just, you know, I feel like he does follow a lot of this stuff along with you. Oh yeah, very in the loop when it comes to the info dumps on this. Gemini here, and you're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW. Well, yeah, that's pretty much all we have to say about the Warner Brothers merger. Uh, I think next, I'm just gonna rattle off all of, like we've got just a huge movie docket for this year that I'm just gonna I'm just gonna run through because I know there's some we're gonna care about some we're gonna not care about but yeah I guess to start us off we have the Batman 2 is actually gonna be filming which I never I didn't watch the first one with Robert Patterson, Pattinson so I don't know how it was I heard it was a more of a detective noir-esque movie but I heard decent things about it but that's because a lot of people are actually quite excited to see Robert Pattinson in, in another movie because I'll admit he's he's a pretty interesting actor. See, I can only see him as the vampire man from uh, Twilight, so I... No, you're forgetting his golden role. His golden role. What's that? <laughs> what was his name? I actually have to look that up because I do remember it. His golden uh, role. What was the role? I don't fucking know. Uh, it was from Goblet of Fire from Harry Potter. What? what? He was not Cedric... in Harry Potter. Yes, he was. He was Cedric Diggory in Harry Potter. What? Or... Thank, you. Thank you, disembodied voice. How did I never... Oh, oh fa... Okay, I was about to say, how did I never know him in the movie it's probably because yeah he was because that's when he was yeah he was still a kid then you know he uh. was still like a kid back when he did Cedric Diggory but yeah you're forgetting and I knew and I forgot his name because I'm terrible with names
games, but yeah, he was Cedric Diggory in Goblet of Fire. I never knew that. That's so that's so interesting, actually. Holy. And then he turned into a young adult, and every, all, every woman across the world just had an aneurysm over this man for a good decade. And the thing is, like, I'm, it's kind of depressing that people only know him as Edward the Cullen, sparkly. because he, he despised that. He despises oh, that people still remember him as Edward Cullen. I think he would rather be remembered as, like, Cedric Diggory from Harry Potter rather than Edward Cullen. He <laughs> hated that movie. A lot of people could say, well, if he hated it, like, you know, he could have just quit. Like, bro, that's, that's a job. Not, that's not how it works. Yeah, that's, yeah like, he, we all have, we all hate our jobs to some extent. Like, you know, there, I'm sure there are thousands of actors who, like, they get the job and then, like, you know, three weeks into it, they're like, fuck, man, this sucks. Right? Uh, but sometimes you gotta lift but yourself it, up by your bootstraps. Yeah, like, a job's a job. Like, he had to do it regardless. He couldn't say, man, fuck this. Because, like, it, it probably did give him a lot of money, of course. Like, it was a oh, very, yeah. very popular series of the early to mid-2000s. But, yeah, no, I, on, I'm glad he's doing, like, other roles and expanding that because, you know, he I, I, he does hate the fact that he is just Edward Cullen. He fucking hates that. And as my own headcanon theory, uh, this is actually the reason why he took on the Batman roles to, to mitigate <laughs> the search engine on Google. If you type in Edward, or if you type in Robert Pattinson Bat, you'll, you'll get the Batman movie instead of Twilight's. Yeah. Uh, not confirmed. Definitely not confirmed. Probably. Maybe. It might, it might be true. It, it, with how much he hates the, role, the previous role, it, it might be true. I think it's been stated all, like, a thousand times that he he, like, hates the fact that he is just known as that now. Because then, you know, you have, like, on the flip side, you know, the kid who played Harry Potter, oh my god, Daniel Radcliffe, he loves that. He, like, revels in it, you know? Him and Tom Felton, like, revel in the fact that they were, you know, the faces of the Harry Potter franchise movies, like, you know? Especially Tom Felton. Oh my god, he revels in that to this day. <laughs> I mean... Even with everything that's happened with that franchise that we're not gonna get into because it is a hot <laughs> dumpster fire. Yeah. Um, it's a very prime example of separating the media from the artist. And, and to, sometimes you have to do that, but we're not going to get into that rant because we have other things to talk about. To go back to the movie list, I think the next one that I'm really excited for is the Bendy and the Ink Machine movie that's been talked about. This is basically going to be a movie that is made by the production company Radar Pictures and also associated with Joey Drew's animation. And especially with how they treated Bendy and the Ink Machine as a game, I'm really excited to see what kind of horror film they make with this. I don't know if you ever played I... through Bendy. I know I, I played through it, but I didn't play through the, the newer game. But I thought the, the at least the animation style and the, the way they were able to transform their animated creations into these monsters was just so interesting. I heard of Bendy and everything, but I've never seen gameplay of it. I, I probably figured it was a game, but I also kind of thought maybe it was a TV show. I was 100% sure because I would just see like little like head cannons and like pieces of fan art online so I was just like oh, okay I guess this is something that people like I have no idea what it is but I'm just gonna keep scrolling mm. no I get that I, I, I'm sure it'll be a flash in the pan movie but hopefully it'll actually create a franchise like the FNAF movies we all know how well that did at the box office <laughs> yeah it was kind of a formulaic movie but it was good for what it was for the fans but anyways going on I'm just gonna rapid fire
fire some of these because there's a lot to go through. So we have Death Stranding, which is going to be made by A24 Studios. Um, That's being made into a movie? Yeah, yeah, we're getting a Death Stranding movie. I Interesting. Never, Walking I never, Simulator, the movie. Yeah, I never played the game, but I remember seeing a Rick and Morty advert for it, and it was just them walking, and I'm just like, this looks like a really boring game. I've never played it because I think at the time it was a PS, a PlayStation exclusive. So, like, at the time I was like, bleh. No, it's um, but even when it came out on other platforms, I was still like, meh. It's not Silent Hills. <laughs> I get that. And uh, going on next, uh, Spy Family got a movie, which I still need to catch up on the anime, but I know nothing about the films, so I'm just glad that we're getting more anime movies, if I'm going to be honest. But I, my roommate said it's really good. It is really. It's really wholesome. It's nice. But another wholesome uh, movie is Enola Holmes, which, is come, which, uh, which their third movie is coming to Netflix, which if you haven't seen the first two, it's basically the sister of Sherlock Holmes, and it's really interesting. I really like it. I see. I figured when you said Holmes, I was like, oh, is this like a... I wasn't sure if it was a, a sibling thing, which you confirmed it was, or if it was like a weird alternate universe gender bent thing. Mm, yeah. Uh, and we're just going to pass right past the Garfield movie with Chris Pratt, because I will not give that man any more screen time on our program. Uh, Crispy Red. Oh, God. Uh, Mushroom Kingdom. Here we come. Actually, I can't really give him any guff, because it wasn't supposed to be an Italian accent. It was supposed to be a New Yorker accent, so I guess... And honestly, he didn't do that bad as Mario. He yeah, really but, did. But everybody else just did so much of a better job. And it's just like, why did you phone it in, Chris? Why do you always phone it in? Maybe because the others are act are known as to be actual voice actors, rather He's than just, just like, from parts actor actors. Yeah. Because, like, quick rant. Go ahead. That is something that's bothering me with the current, like, voice act, or just actor world, is, you know, Jack Black, he's done both. He's ex He's a phenomenal actor. He's a phenomenal voice actor. He is, you know, he can do both. But there are thousands of, like, actual voice actors who, you know, maybe they have done a few on-screen acting, but they're strongest when it comes to, you know, being in a recording studio and, like, acting into the mic as these characters. But yet they still feel the need to get these on-screen actors and have them do that, too. When their strongest role is, you know, being in front of the camera and, you know, um, showing their dramatics through, vi like, visually by, like, how they portray the character in movement and everything versus, you know, you just go by off of their voice. And I'm, I, I can't act for shit, whether it comes to, you know, physically or, like, with, like, vocally, but I'm assuming it's probably a bit more difficult. Like, there's difficulty to both of them, surely. But, like, I feel like it, it, could, it probably is a bit more difficult to be a voice actor because a lot of times, you know, they have to, like, portray a character just through their voice and you have to, like, change your voice. Like, Matt Mercer, half the time, I can't even tell when it's him because of just how, like, talented he is in changing his voice. Right? Yeah, I agree. I feel like there's definitely some people, some diamonds in the rough that really excel at being able to, because, uh, yeah, like you said, there's one thing to be able to act in a live action setting, but to be able to elicit that with just your voice is a whole other thing. Yeah, because, like, you know, when Matt Mercer is McCree, Cassidy, whatever the f*** his name is, you know, he's McCree, but he's also Gangplank from League of Legends, and I cannot tell the, uh, like, I cannot tell it is the same guy. Like, oh, it, does, they, it sounds like two completely different people, but it is the same dude. Every right. time I hear someone that play, that Matt Mercer plays, I'm like, who the f*** is that? And I look at him, I'm like, oh my god, it's Matt Mercer. This... How the, I, like, it's so hard 
hard to tell. Like, yeah, there are some where you can instantly tell. Like, um, Steve Valentine, I can always tell with his voice, but he has a very distinct voice. He mostly is known for Alistair from Dragon Age, and that's the main reason why I like him. But, like, he's in other things, and I, like, I think uh, Sasuke's voice actor, Yuri Lowenthal, or is that Garo's? No, no. I'm terrible you're, you're with You're right, names. you're right. So, uh, but like, he is also the voice actor for Teenage Ben 10 from Ben 10 Alien Force. Also Yasuo in League of Legends. He plays, I think, a few characters in, like, uh, the Fallout series. So, like, there are some where they have distinct voices, but then there are some you can never tell if it's them or not, and it's like, what the fuck? Also, going off the point you made about Jack Black, apparently he's gonna be in the live-action Borderlands movie or series that's coming out. I don't know which one. I don't know which. Yeah, like, it's Isn't just crazy. is Jack Black gonna be in something else coming up, too? Yeah, or is yeah, that I, someone I recall else? he was... Oh, I can't he's remember. Coming, he's in a lot of different projects right now. I don't know. He's gonna be in the Minecraft movie. Right, he's gonna be, he's gonna be playing Steve, right? Oh! Jack Black joins cast of Minecraft movie as incredibly loud gravel block. R what? Oh, what? So, so he's not even a character? He's just a gravel block? What? Let me, let me like try and reconfirm that. That might, that could have been a joke, but let me like. Because <laughs> I remember he was going to be a part of the cast. I don't know if he was going to be the main character, Steve. They might but... not have stated what his role will be. Um, We probably won't know any of that until the trailer comes out. Yeah, because he's going to be, well, we have Kung Fu fan, Jesus Christ, Kung Fu Panda, not Kung Fu Panda. Kung, Kung Fu, Fu Panda. Panda. Oh my oh, god. That's great. It, we, we are deprived um, of sleep right now. It oh my god, wait, no. No, it's true. Oh no. The actor recently confirmed that he would be taking on the role of an especially noisy block of gravel. What the actual, like, is it just gonna be like some tenacious D shit where he's just, where like a gravel block, like, I don't, I don't even want to, I don't even want to get into the specifics of that, why that's, why that's so <laughs> fucking stupid. Or is he gonna be playing Steve? I'm so confused. I, I hope it's this, Steve. This, the Verge really is saying he's Steve. Steve. TheVerge.com says he's Steve. Harddrive.net says he's a block of gravel. Is he just gonna... Well, clearly, okay. we have, clearly we have some misinformation going on. I feel like... Wait, okay. I hope it's Steve. Oh, no. Despite early reports that he will be cast as Steve, he's actually gonna be the... God, so no. people hoped he was Steve. No. But now he's just gonna be a f***ing block of gravel. So he's now Jack Steve. Block? I, I, I don't know what he's gonna be. I'm getting like 30 different things of what he's gonna be. All I know is he's gonna be in the Minecraft movie. God damn it, Hollywood. You, if they add, if they put Danny DeVito in this, then <gasps> there, there, go, there goes my ticket because by that I mean my money's going straight for a ticket. Oh my God. If course. they put Danny Anything, DeVito oh, in it, that anything, was the main reason Danny I saw DeVito. the Haunted Mansion remake was because Danny <laughs> DeVito and oh, yeah. mother <laughs> wow guy was in it. Owen Wilson, wow. Yeah, Owen Wilson and Danny DeVito were in the same movie. I'm like, God damn it, I gotta go. <laughs> so if they put, he, he, I don't think he's in it, but if they, if they do, <laughs> Right? I hope so. Um, but another movie that I was super excited for that got axed, much like the Batgirl movie, but is now being resurrected, is the Coyote vs. Acme movie, which apparently is going to star John Cena. God, I love John Cena. I loved his appearance yeah. in the Barbie movie. Oh, I, I, God. I remember seeing that on YouTube, and I'm like, is this a fever dream? Is this like some AI-made art? Like, what is it was real. right now? It was real. Oh, he God. played one of the Merman Kens. Jesus. It was real. Yeah. And I loved it. But yeah, this Coyote vs. Zack movie is apparently going to be another pseudo Who Framed Roger Rabbit where it's like live action mixed with animation. You know, I never seen that movie, but I heard it's like one of the best movies out there. Oh, I love it. I'll, ne I'll, never give, I'll never give Rescue Rangers the credit of being the most recent movie with uh, live action and animation. Like that one doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is Roger Rabbit. Yeah, I've never seen it, but like... It's a great movie. I've heard it. it. Yeah, I heard it's like one of the best movies out there. Oh yeah. And there's like 
made a whole video that Edig on YouTube made about the uh, piano scene between Donald and Daffy Duck. It was great. I think one thing that I really liked from the movie, even though I've never seen it, was um Jessica Rabbit, his wife. Like, if I recall, don't people like f***ing thirst over her? And oh, she literally oh. just like, look, man, I was drawn like this. Please stop. Hey. <laughs> like, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. Uh, yeah, I know. It's... it's like, I was literally drawn like this. And I think something that I also love is she is an actual sex bomb. Oh, yeah. But the homegirl is 100% loyal to this dorky f***ing rabbit. Yeah. Like, she could literally pull anyone and she's like, nah, that's nah, my I husband and oh, I will f***ing die for him. Hey, man. Gotta respect the, the loyalty. Exactly. And I love that. You know, I love also that she's like, I was drawn like this. Like, please, like, <laughs> it's not my fault. Like, literally, stop. It's not my fault. Because uh, you yeah. can also translate that into real life of like, you know, people who are genetically gifted. Mm -hmm. And it's like, look, dude, this is just how I popped out the oven. Right. I don't want to think about the Roger Rabbit being birthed right now, especially with the fact that <laughs> bunnies are just very great at multiplying. But anyways. Yeah, we'll move past that anyway. Um, so uh, was it again? Was it something versus Acme? Acme? Yeah, uh, so it's basically uh, Coyote versus Acme is uh, going to be re going to be redeemed. It was cut for a tax break before, but then pretty much everybody, everybody got pissed off. And I don't know if there was a lawsuit, but there might have been to actually uh, push Warner Brothers to allow the movie to start shipping out to other uh, producers and other uh, studios. I have no idea. I'm excited for it because I love Wile E. Coyote and The Roadrunner. Great content right there. But another piece of content that I know I may not be looking forward to, but I know my my uh, roommate, uh, Kaylin, is really looking forward to, and that is a Peaky Blinders movie. A what? Yeah, I just saw this before we hopped into the recording booth, but Peaky Blinders, if you don't know, is a, is a show about, I think it's about the Prohibition, where it's in England and you have the Irish and the English kind of going at it in, in terms of gang wars. It's a really interesting mm. show. Uh, it's the, the guy who's the main character of Oppenheimer was the main character of Peaky Blinders. I know who you're talking C about, but Cecilia I don't know the actor's Murphy, name. I think his name is. I didn't saw, I, I didn't see Oppenheimer. I, I know who you're talking about, though, like the sickly looking, like scrawny dude. Yeah. Sounded familiar, but his name. Yeah, but he's a, he's a great actor, and I really hope that this Peaky Blinders movie does well. But with that, there are just a whole bunch of other stuff that I just want to really rattle off through because we're kind of, I'm kind of taking a lot of time here. But we have Night Swim. Both rambling. Have you, have you seen the trailer for Night Swim? I don't really see movie trailers until the last minute. Oh, it is horrible. It is basically, it is basically, oh no, our swimming pool is haunted. And that's, that's it. That's it? That, that's it. Man, I was thinking it was going to be some kind of like horror mermaid movie. Nope, nope. You know, it's just swim. a monster in your swimming pool that's going to drown you, which to be fair, is a very real th fear. But also, it's going to be a garbage horror movie because what is the suspense of somebody <laughs> swimming in a pool? It's like people are so illogical in these movies and this and it makes even hey, less sense. Hey, as someone with severe thalassophobia, I get paranoid at, when I see vents at the bottom of deep pools. Yeah, but you don't go in a pool at <laughs> nighttime. I have. Oh, well, still, get good. A night swimming can be fun with friends. That's fair. Yeah, I think it's going to be like, a really campy, awful horror movie and people are going to say it's garbage. It might be, but I get the fear of like swimming at night sometimes or if you're in a really, really deep pool and it's got those vents at the bottom. Ooh, they give me such irrational like paranoia that there's like some kind of fucking squid monster living at the bottom. When I was a kid, the local pool, the diving section, it's like 12, it's like 10 to 12 feet deep because it's the diving section, okay? There's this really big vent at the bottom and I was paranoid for the longest time that there were sharks living behind 
behind that vent and they were gonna bust out at any moment. Oh my God. It's it's such an irrational fear. I understand that, but like, I also understand having that fear right. because I have it. No, I get that. I get that. But yeah, going forward, we got Madame Web, which I'm extremely excited for because, you know, it's good to always get more Spider-Man content. Okay, I wasn't... <laughs> Apparently there's like a villain type character that also wears the Spider-Man suit, which, is, which actually gives me a lot of like really cool nerd energy because I'm like, this is really cool. I'm I want pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> Get me pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> but yeah, I hope Madame Web's a good movie. It's one of the several Marvel projects that are gonna kind of prop up the the interest until we get to uh, Secret Wars because now Kang Dynasty is kind of dead, but we'll get into that at the end of this list. Going forward, we have Doom 2, which is gonna be terrible. Kung Fu Panda 4, which if you've seen the trailer, it looks really interesting, but I also feel like it should have ended at 3. Yeah. We got Ghostbusters, which again, should have ended a long time ago and should have never gotten past the original. We should have never seen the reboot or the other reboot. God, I can't believe they hi hired Melissa McCarthy and they're like, yeah, you'll be good for a Ghostbusters movie. It's like, ah. Uh... <laughs> I just don't like Melissa McCarthy. I think she's really annoying as an actor or actress. I don't really have any like negative or positive opinions about her. I'm neutral. That's fair. We got uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, the new empire, which I don't really know what the point of this was if they already did Godzilla vs. Kong, but I guess they're doing it again. Why not? And then the other one that I'm like actually really interested in is this movie called If, which stands for Imaginary Friends. It's like this animation movie, with, which looks really cool, and I'm really looking forward to it. But yeah, just to rattle off the last couple that are really inconsequential, we got Furiosa, a Mad Max side story. We've got Ballerina, a John Wick spinoff. We got Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, which I can't believe that series is still going on to this day. How many times can you have a movie about monkeys taking over the world? Like, come on. Okay, but let's look at some of the other movies that have like a thousand and one. Fast and Furious? Come on. Yeah, okay, well, they, they should... I am so pissed off with Fast and Furious, like, as a franchise. Not just because of the fact they used a dead actor's likeness in one of their movies. That's one of the things I hate about them, but not the main thing I hate about them. We got Bad Boys 4. We've got... We've got Apply It. We've got A Quiet Place Day 1, which is weird that they're going back to that well, but oh well. We got Alien... just need to see the sequel. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like after the two movies, like, if you want to do a prequel, you can, but, like, eh. I don't know, I feel like they kind of ruined the whole concept of the movie in the second movie, because the first movie and the second movie are drastically different. Yeah, I haven't seen the sequel. I want to, because I really like the first one. Don't watch the sequel. Apparently, it's really bad. Nah. I know. But we got we got Alien 5 Romulus, which I think is what it's called, because the N in Alien, it looks like a exaggerated V, so I'm assuming it's the fifth Alien movie, but that's just Probably. my... Yeah, I've never given a shit about the Alien franchise. I haven't either. Um, we got Beetlejuice 2, which is like, god damn it, you're doing it just like Jumanji, you're, t you're gonna ruin it, you're gonna make it awful. Nothing can top the original Beetlejuice in my mind. I actually saw that about a year and a half ago for the first time. It was it was pretty decent, but I would give it a chance, because, like, Beetlejuice was not something I, like, you know, saw as a kid and, like, I guess grew up, grew up with, as you could say. I, I get that. We get Transformers 1, which is seemingly gonna be a reboot to the uh, Michael Bay movies, which I don't know how to feel about that, because, again, I feel like these series, like, or actually, no, it might be a continuation. I don't really know, but the way they're putting one in the title makes me think it is a reset point, but who knows. Another example of a franchise that should have ended a bit ago. Yeah, okay, I will say, with the fact that they finally did 
did um, Beastimals with the new, the newest old Transformers movie. I'm really glad, or, or Beast Wars, I think it was Beastimals. Jesus Christ, Beastimals. That sounds terrible. It really does. But yeah, like there is potential. But again, I feel like we're going to the well too often at this point. It's just too many. Uh, but the one, and and then we obviously have Gladiator Two, which is yet another movie that is being brought back in the modern day for another reboot, which is kind of stupid or a sequel or it's still stupid leave the classics alone that's my main point and then wrapping things up we got lord of the rings the war of rohirrim which i have no idea what they're talking about with that subtitle yeah i was gonna say i really like lord of the rings i've seen all the movies i fell asleep i think near the end of the last one but that's because they're long movies man and when you're when you binge them all in one day like you're gonna fall asleep yeah you're gonna fall asleep at one point and it was the end of the last movie so i don't know if that's like a reference to something in like what well, says I don't know it could be like a Ring of Power thing or it could be like a prequel issue and I heard Ring of Power was <laughs> well hopefully it's treated better than the Golem game that came out that was critically panned as being the worst game ever made I heard uh, about that that's depressing right uh, to wrap things up we got Sonic the Hedgehog 3 which I'm really excited for because you know we'll, we'll finally get to see Shadow on the big screen so I'm happy about that Baker dork yeah. dork I know and we got Mufasa the Lion King which why why are you do you're doing another live action live another live action Lion King? You have any idea? YMS made a three hour video talking about only up until Mufasa died. Do you really want this man to make like sixteen hours worth of content talking about how shitty your live action remakes are? Like, come on, like stop. This man needs to do other projects, please. Also, like live action animals are terrible. Also, the one thing I really want to get off my chest is there's a concept designer that made designs for the Lion King 2019 that actually had expression but no John Favreau was like no 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 we're gonna make them look realistic and not give them facial expressions and not let them emote and it's like what? but that's the that's what you need with movies because humans we can make facial expression we can properly emote when we are happy when we are sad when we are angry when we are anything in between animals can't animals uh, lack actually, the facial capacity I would like to I would think that there are at least some smaller scale facial expressions you could get out of out of animals but the main thing is John Favreau was like oh we're gonna it's like a documentary it's like then why don't you like why are you making a lion king movie like lion king wasn't a lion documentary exactly like, no it was a it was it's a respin of musical why are you doing this it's not even an animated musical it's literally a disney revision of othello no, no, no I'm, talking othello, about the, I'm talking about the original lion king though oh yeah the original well i think even then that was just a retelling of a shakespeare play yeah with lions like that's all the lion king movies are are just retellings of shakespearean plays in Africa with lions. Also, I want to say this for, for the record. I just want I just want to say this real quick. Uh, Lion King did not rip off Kimba the White Lion. Like, it is it is a 90-minute film compared to 3,000 minutes of content. So all of you content creators that are pushing a false narrative that the Lion King copied Kimba the White Lion, you are lying to your audience and I need you to piss off. I, I see. Oh yeah, because there's this huge stigmatism that oh, the Lion King ripped off Kimba the White Lion. But if you actually look into it, that is not the truth. Most of the clips that these content creators show off to compare are clips that were made after The Lion King was released. And it's just, I'm, I'm so aggravated because I thought we got over this with YMS's video on Kimba the White Lion, but there are still people to this day that are pushing this false narrative and it is infuriating. Anyways. People will do that regardless, tragically. The last movie I want to get to before I get into a quick rundown of what Marvel has in store is Karate Kid. We're getting a Karate Kid movie in 2023. Another one? 
one? Oh, yeah. How many <laughs> karate kids are there? There was like the original. Then there was the one with Will Smith's kid. Then there was Karate Girl. Like, there was how karate many Karate girl? Kid movies? Let me like quick fact check that. I'm pretty sure there was a Karate Kid, but she was a little, but she was a girl. Oh, God. Yeah, just... the next Karate Kid oh. in 1994 with Hillary Swank. I just want Hillary Swank. I just want these movies. I just want these franchises to just be able to die. Like, I get it. Nostalgia pays bills, but it's like, come on, guys, make something new for once. And then I think in Cobra Kai on Netflix is a is like a spinoff of the of Karate Kid, but like the yeah. next generation. I was going to talk about Cobra Kai, but it's like, I imagine it's a great show. I've never seen it, but my nephews are really in my one nephew. I think both of them are, but like the younger one, I think is still more into Cobra Kai than his older brother. See, but like they, I... he was really into it and he really liked it. And I remember watching like an episode with him when I was watching him before his dad came home because her dad was running late from work. And I'm like, this show's dumb as hell. But to be fair, I think it was like halfway in season two. So of course I didn't know what the f was going on, but I'm still like, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And that's when I realized, cause I looked into it. Cause I was like, what the f is this show even about? I'm like, oh my God. It's literally just a fucking like it's next generation the... TV show about the Karate Kid. Yep, literally. But yeah, uh, I just want these franchises to be able to walk into the sunset and never be touched again. But that's not how Hollywood works. Um, speaking of which, just briefly touching on the Marvel side of things, I already talked about Madame Web. We've got Craven the Hunter. We've got Venom Three, which I'm really excited for. And uh, apparently, with the recent firing of Jonathan Majors, there may be, there are speculation and talks of Kang being. Uh, completely replaced in the MCU, which I really hope they can kind of wrap up in with maybe a post credit scene in Deadpool 3 or something, because with how much time and effort they've put into Kang to just completely replace him with another character is a bad thing, but also, I understand that not a lot of people have given a shit about Kang, if I'm gonna be honest. I don't even know who the f*** that is. Exactly, that is my point. Um, but yeah, here's hoping that Marvel can get their shit together. Heyo, Subset here, and you're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW. With that, I think it's time to end the film rundown. I think there's only a couple things we gotta talk about left. So, Gemini, why don't you take us through Arcane Season 2? Okie dokie, art of smokies. <laughs> so, if you guys are, if, like, if you're not familiar, back in, uh, 2020, 2021, give or take, I'm not 100% sure, uh, Riot Games had released their TV show, which, if I'm pretty sure, like, took over for a time. It was, it got really popular, to be fair, League of Legends is popular. But they released a TV show called Arcane, which is kind of like a, as I said, it's a TV show that is based off of the League of Legends. Yeah, it's, ba it's, it's based off of the League of Legends universe. It's kind of like Riot's version of an MCU in a sense. The LCU. <laughs> Not to be confused with the LCS. You probably don't know what that means. That's like their competitive gaming scene, Robbie. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm already lost. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, so it, basically I'm making like it's, it's Riot's version of like a cinematic universe. Um, but just last week um, they dropped a teaser trailer for season 2 which a lot of fans have been you know pining and waiting for season 2 because spoiler warnings for Arcane if you haven't seen it the show like pretty much ended on a really really high cliff note or cliff, not cliffhanger with you know a lot of things converging to pretty much an explosive end we'll say and the teaser so far shows the scientist Singed who is known to be like a biochemical engineer in a sense doing something with a this monstrous beast which in the game we know this character to be Warwick. He is he started out as like a werewolf archetype character because League of Legends originally was kind of like a Dota World of Warcraft mod in a sense so it was very like high fantasy and then they've expanded since then. And if you talk to certain veteran players they constantly bitch about how 
the game is changing, but I, for one, like the change of lore because I think it's neat how they're expanding on the world, but that's besides the point because I'm not a <laughs> geriatric. Uh. Anyway, <laughs> but a lot, like, this character has had a lot of lore changes originally. Like I said, he was meant to be a werewolf archetype. Now he's a experimented human who got turned into this monstrous being, and it's been stated in his lore that this happened because of a specific scientist, this scientist being singed. And basically the trailer shows us this character singed working on a hulking monstrous beast called Warwick. That's all they drop and honestly I'm pretty excited because they did give a very very slight teaser at the end of Arcane with this because they showed him working on this on this man and there were a couple other things because a lot of people theorized that this one character again spoilers heavy heavy spoilers for Arcane. This one character who I think his name was Vangar. I can't remember his name. Um, Let me just quick double check. And I just want to say, because uh, I I just saw this while scrolling through Facebook, apparently there's going to be a live action adaptation of How to Train Your Dragons, which I what? don't want. No, I did hear about thing. that. I heard it's bad. I heard it so far it's bad. I Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So in Arcane, like again, heavy spoilers, there is this character named Vander, and he is kind of the adoptive father of the two main characters of Arcane, Vi and Jinx. And at one point he ends up, he, he gets killed, but you see him getting dragged off. Or wait, no. Yeah, he gets killed because he pretty much gets infected with this like chemical agent that like kind of turns you into a monstrous beast. And you think he dies at one point, but you see his body being dragged away by this character, which we later find out is singed. And during many times, especially during his monstrous fight scene before he dies, you hear this music in the background. It's very subtle, but it's the same because Rai always has a character theme with every champion they release. And this music that they played in the background was a subtly edited variant of Warwick's theme. A lot of fans realized this and started to piece together. And then in the end, they showed a teaser of, you know, of Vander. I'm pretty sure they didn't quite say, but it was heavily implied with Warwick's theme. So a lot of people, you know, came to the conclusion that this next character will be in Arcane. And I'm really excited because this teaser pretty much confirms it. Again, they didn't say anything. It was just a brief, like, 30-second video of Singed experimenting on this creature. But, I mean, the last teaser they said, or they showed, which was, I think, a year and a half ago, pretty much had Warwick's theme and was just like, Lamau Hey, and that was it. But with how everything ended with Arcane and the <laughs> explosion, I'm pretty excited. I mean, even if you're not a League of Legends fan, which I understand the game is complete dog shit and I hate it every time I play it, but that's besides the point. We all have those games that we hate but still play. I still really love the lore and the world that they've built for the game and you don't need any knowledge of the game to enjoy the show. You don't need any knowledge. Anything that they have in this show that is related to the game is properly explained or it's just not mentioned. So you're not going to be lost. You know, if you're watching it with someone who is a League fan, more than likely you'll you'll probably get those like, oh oh my god moments because I need one. Oh my god. (laughs) I f***ing did that. So like they would explain to you, but if you, like if you're, if it's just you or you're with your family or your friends and you guys don't you know, it's still a, it's still a nice show to watch because its animation is f- 
beautiful. It is such a beautiful animation style. Um, the story is engaging. It's like heart wrenching. It's got moments of comedy. It's the plot is amazing. The character designs are fantastic, and that's something that Riot has never failed. I will admit, is just the fact that they know how to craft characters. They don't know how to tune them, but that's a different topic. <laughs> but they know how to create a character, and that is something that you know this this show is amazing, and I'm very excited that it is getting a second season. Don't know when. Probably later this year. Probably not till next, like near the beginning of next year, but I will patiently wait and I will probably babble about it once it properly airs. And we will be here to listen, because I also heard that Arcane was just a really, really great show all in all. Oh, it was. It Like I said, you don't need any knowledge of League of Legends to enjoy this show. Yeah, it's a League show. It, like I said, anything pertaining to the game is either properly explained or it's just not mentioned. So you don't need any knowledge. And like I said, it also is kind of like an MCU thing. So, you know, any, some of like the little lore tidbits were kind of changed. So it's not like one-to-one, -one, which it, that irritated some players. It irritated me a little bit because in the show, they kind of explain like the power of hex crystals and hex tech and how it came to be, which is already kind of a thing in the game. And they have a different lore set for the game versus the show. And that made me confused on how certain characters are going to come about. One example is this character called Camille. She's like a 50 some year old woman, but she looks like she's 20 because she was pretty much turned into like essentially like an android or like a, what's the biological form of a robot? Is it, is it android? Uh, cyborg? Cyborg. Yeah. She was pretty much turned into like a cyborg in her twenties. And you know, I don't, I don't remember if they say who invented Hextech in the games, but in the show, it's a 20 something named Jace. He's in the games, but he's a 20 something named Jace. And so I'm like, how the f*** is Camille going to turn, come into the picture? Cause by the time of the like events of the game, lore. She's already in her f***ing 50s, but she just looks 20 because that's how old she was when she was turned into like a cyborg. So like that portion, I'm like, how's that gonna line up? But I'm like, you know what? It, maybe they'll, fig they'll figure it out. She might not, well, I don't know what's gonna happen. It's a whole mess and it's a big deep dive that I would always 100% willing to go on for hours, but we do not have hours. So I will just put a cork in it there. Oh, I'm sure that we'll have plenty of other time. Once, once a full trailer comes out, once, once the first episodes come out, you'll have plenty of other opportunities to uh oh yeah once this fully this. drops i'm gonna talk about it you'll probably have to dedicate almost a whole episode to menace and i talking about it i would be okay with that honestly <laughs> yeah you'll probably have to dedicate a whole episode to menace and i possibly blaze talking about arcane and no i think subset liked it too so honestly all four of us i feel like blaze is the one who maybe likes it the least i mean hey we blaze and i did just do a whole episode just talking about doctor who which was supposed to be an add-on to the 2023 but then we recorded for over an hour and i'm just like okay i see how yeah so yeah i think subset hates the games i don't blame him but i think he did really like the show fair enough and then you know menace he 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 well everyone who plays it hates the game but you know he actually has played it <laughs> oh man I, I remember playing it like a handful of times you played it like three times and you were like why can't i have the over the shoulder camera this is oh, this is dumb yeah. I, mean, I don't like looking down at the top of my character's head so far away i could barely see my character you can scroll in i don't but it's not enough. It's not enough, Trin. It's not close enough. It's not the over-the-shoulder looty shooty Call of Duty zombies that yeah, I like. Yeah, I want over-the-shoulder uh. boulder holders, okay? Come on. <laughs> 
I mean, depending on which champion you play, you get those. But like, uh, play Evelyn, dude. Yeah. She just moans. She just moans in your ear oh, all game. She, no. she does. The, she because she's she's a succubus technically, so she's just like sexually moaning in your ear all game. Uh, I, I feel like that's an, I feel like that's an active debuff to your to your play style. <laughs> yeah, she's either that or she's like saying like these sexual quips or something. You're I'm like not gonna the, say any of them because it makes me uncomfortable. But you're, you're like in the middle of a team fight and the sounds go off and you're just like, oh god, I can't stop this boulder. <laughs> all, all the blood's leaving my hands right now. Oh, just throw man. the f- team fight. Literally. Well, I'm glad to hear that Arcane's getting a season two. Obviously, it's going to be going into several more seasons afterwards. But yeah, I hope it does well. I think a lot of, I don't know if Riot plans to like just keep the show on the stories of like Jinx or just in general, the areas of Zaun and Piltover, which is like the cities that it takes place in. Or if like after they wrap up this story, if they're going to take Arcane then and move it to like other portions, because I remember they would do like you know when 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 Riot does trailers for their stuff they do go very hard to the point where like year before even Arcane came out people were like dude why doesn't Riot just make TV shows because they do go all out for their trailers and everything and their character um teasers and everything they they go way too hard than they have than they need to hell when they advertise skins they make whole f-ing music videos just to advertise skin lines like they don't have to do go that hard just to sell skins but they do and so like you know. For years, the fan base has been like, just make TV shows. And now they are. And I would really like to see a lot of these other characters' stories in TV shows, even if they're changed a little bit. That's fine, because there are some things you probably have to change from a game perspective to a cinematic perspective. And I read, because like, I understand why they chose Jinx for the main characters, the first one, because she is one of their poster children, along with Lux and Ari. She is like one of the most popular League of Legends characters. I think Ari is technically considered the most popular. She's like the fox girl, but Jinx is right up there with her. So I'm not surprised that they chose her. And I really hope that they do continue this with other characters because there are a lot and they pump out three a year, three new characters a year. It's actually kind of exhausting. It is. If only Overwatch was able to do that. That's kind of the thing though. With Overwatch, at least, well, I I don't know what they're doing with their game. It's just going downhill with Riot. Like it's getting to the point where like they pump out characters and then their old characters are still like either horribly brokenly like overpowered or horribly brokenly underpowered. There's never a happy medium with any of the characters except like a few of them. But the rest of them are either so broken that, you know, two kills and you're unstoppable or you load into the game and you're never going to do anything because of just how terribly underperformed your character is like tuned. Right. Yeah, but just like League of Legends and every other game that has hero fighters, the new character is always going to be broken. Sometimes. There were a few that released where they released and they did dog shit. They had a terrible win rate. I think it depends on their role. Like, I think it was when they, um, because they also have their shooter Valorant as well. And I think it was when they released a new character for Valorant. They also released one for League of Legends and they're basically kind of meant to be the same character, but like reskinned. She did horribly when she first dropped. She was terrible. Yeah, her kit was so like, it was like, it was just terrible. She couldn't do anything. She was constantly being outperformed by every other champion. I think she's a bit better now and she can hold her own. But yeah, at first she was terrible. And another tragedy with them pumping out three characters a year is they quickly forget about these char- like some of these characters. There are some characters that have been released and they've gotten a lot of love since then. There are others, they've been released two weeks later, forgotten. Don't even remember they exist anymore. Yeah, no, I agree with you. The only way I, the only thing I can compare that to is with Smash Bros, with all of the old legacy characters that just have never gotten a proper kind of redesign with their moveset and update Waluigi. them. 
Well, that hurts, Trin. That hurts. <laughs> Waluigi was never able to get into the limelight, okay? He's gotta open up old wounds. Yeah, I do. Gotta rub salt in them wounds. Uh, Pack it. Menace here, and you're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW. Alright, well, finishing up with me babbling about Arcane, what do you have to babble about Yusuke Murata and his own series, studio, whatever he's well, doing? Y- Yusuke Murata, who is the director of One Punch Man, uh, on January 1st, at the start of the year, he revealed that he's actually starting his own animation studio, which is going to be great because there's been some speculation that he's going to be, this new studio is going to be taking over for One Punch Man Season 3, and just like how we talked about the start of this episode, in contrast to the start of this episode, it's always good to have more options for animators, so I'm all for this. There's There's been no information about the name of the studio, what projects they're going to be working on, there's just been speculation, so I'm just, I'm glad that despite the state's kind of really diminishing the amount of uh, animation studios you can pitch ideas to, Japan is doing pretty good with making sure they have new animation studios popping up to uh, to help out the overall lack of studios that people can pitch ideas to. So that's all I really yeah. want to say about it because, you know, I hate the I hate how animation studios just, they're like, yeah, you're going to work 18-hour days and you're not going to get overtime. I mean, to be fair, I've heard Japanese animation studios aren't any better with oh, 100%. how that works. The MAPPA controversy, yeah, I'm just saying that, you know, maybe Murata will actually be able to properly treat his employees well, you know? I hope so. Hopefully, but I think a lot of that might just be mired more in just the culture of Japan rather oh, than yeah. no, I, greedy, I like, corporatism. I mean, that probably doesn't help, but I think that's just more of an ingrained Japanese culture where they are a very, like, honor-bound, hard-working group of people. So, like, they will work themselves to death. Yep, it's a really great thing. It's really not. You should really take care of yourself. Take a day off if you can. Yeah. Just like how we took some time off in between recordings, but nobody will notice because I edited to make sure nobody would notice. Exactly. But it was the holidays. Yeah, I don't really blame you guys. Anyways, that's all I really wanted to talk about. Uh, Obviously, once more information comes out, there'll be more to talk about, but I just thought it'd be a good cap since we spent the whole first half of this episode talking about the Warner Brothers uh, Paramount merger and the lack of availability to differing studios. I think this would be a good way to kind of leave it on a good note that like there's still people that are making new animation studios to give people more options and more uh, ability to pitch ideas to. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, that's been me. That's been Gemini. Thank you so much for joining me on this very impromptu recording that we had to do. Thank you for locking me in the editor's room with you. It was. Where's great. the door? Where's the Where's the dortle? I'm I'm so, I'm so lonely. Don't leave, please. <laughs> Anyways, guys, please make sure to check out all the incredible other podcasts that are on CJSW. Make sure to like, comment, su- <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> make sure to like, comment, and subscribe on our YouTube channel. And uh, thank you so much for putting up with our nonsense today. And uh, we will hopefully see you in the next a- episode with everybody. Hopefully, hopefully, you never know. But yeah, goodbye, everybody. Bye bye. Oh, where's that? Dortle. God damn it. You're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW.